Welcome to Solutions for Higher Education, a podcast by Scott L. Wyatt, President of Southern Utah University in Cedar City, Utah. To subscribe to this podcast, please visit www.suu.edu forward slash President's Podcast, where you will find both the audio and a written transcript for today's podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Solutions for Higher Education. My name is Steve Meredith, and as always, I'm joined by Scott L. Wyatt, who is the president of Southern Utah University. Hello, Steve. It's nice to be with you this beautiful day. Welcome. And as you mentioned, it's a spectacular autumn day in Cedar City, Utah, which, by the way, for those of you listening, if you've never been to Cedar City, there's no prettier place in the United States, I think I can say, without fear of contradiction. (laughs) It is a It is a gorgeous place. Fall means back to school, which is important to you and I since we work in that business. And it's also the college ranking season for football and everything else, including U.S. News and Kiplinger and and the Princeton Review. They they rank colleges and universities. And I know you you have pretty strong feelings about that. Yeah. So you you look at all these uh, groups that do rankings and and, uh, and then they publish it, and most of the members of the public, uh, potential students or students, family members, they see these rankings, but they don't know the criteria that's being used. So how did SUU do in the rankings? I, I guess it depends on how you look at it. If the strict question of how did Southern Utah University do on the rankings, we did, we did great. Um, if we were to look at all of the public regional universities that are included within the eight Intermountain West states. Uh, SUU came in third um, out of eight states. That's pretty good. And if you focus it down just to the Utah schools, uh, SUU was the highest ranked public regional university in Utah. So that's all good news. Sure. But if you look deep into these rankings, uh, it would cause anyone to be troubled. How so? What are the criteria that are being used to evaluate us? And if you look carefully, what you see is is that U.S. News is ranking the universities based on things like reputation, faculty resources, student selectivity, alumni giving, endowment size. Have you heard anything yet that suggests whether students are learning? No, it sounds like it's uh, a measurement of how elite the institution is or how, how many resources it has. Yeah, it's, it's about potential, but it's not about actual. And so we're judging all of these universities and publishing these rankings based on our potential to do good, perhaps, but not on whether we're doing any good, whether we're changing any students' lives, whether we're helping a student learn Uh, become a more creative thinker, to be more prepared for the democracy that she or he is um, going to be a part of, whether whether the students can get a job. None of these things are in the rankings. So um, why is it that that we care so much about student selectivity? You know, it's really great. You've turned a lot of students away, so you must be terrific. But um, is anybody actually learning? It seems like to me that the measure of 
learning would be to take uh, to take an average student and have them turn out to be outstanding rather than to take an already outstanding student and uh, and graduate them right i mean doesn't that seem to make sense right so um you know you um you bring somebody into your gym who is already a model of physical fitness spend a few months with them and sent them out looking the way they looked when they came in and everybody's impressed with how good your gym is <laughs> but but bring in somebody that looks a little less fit and uh, help them improve and measure the distance measure the delta measure how much improvement has taken place and and then you you, you know you've got a good trainer at this gym uh, what we're doing at universities largely is we're we're actually not measuring fitness when they leave and we're not measuring the improvement of fitness while they're there so it's a troubling um, business in my mind so smaller universities like SUU participate in these rankings do we not have any leverage or any sway on what criteria are used yeah I think that most people would say hey you know what it's Princeton Review or it's US News or it's whoever else and and uh, we don't have any control over that. But the reality is we have enormous control over that if we choose. Um, we're filling out surveys and sending them back. We're giving them data from which they judge us. And we're culpable. We're part of this whole thing. And I, I suspect that some schools that, that do very well um, are thrilled about it and continue playing the game. And the rest of the schools feel obligated to to stay in too. But if we as a community said, you know what, we're not interested anymore about being evaluated on an elitist sort of a standard based on how much money you've got. And I don't want to suggest that Southern Utah University doesn't have a lot of resources because we do. We actually ranked very high on U.S. News and World Report's rankings. But, but that's not what we care about. What we care about is that we're actually changing lives, that we're actually helping people grow, develop. Um, success should be measured by whether we're adding value to some person or some family that, that we're actually doing good. And nobody is asking that question. Uh, nobody amongst the ranking organizations, they're not really asking that question. So what criteria then would you suggest that they use? Well, let's walk th through this. That's it. It's a great question, Steve. The, what they're ranking us on is perhaps the, what might be thought of as the simplest or um, the most status quo sort of method, which is you get a lot of money, so you must be great. Um, but if we were to take that one more step, the questions would be, well, how are you spending your money? Are you spending your money on practices that are proven to lead to higher educational outcomes. That would be um, at least a step in the right direction. The American Association of Colleges and Universities has done tremendous research on this, and they have a list of high-impact practices that include things like learning communities, writing intensive courses, collaborative assignments, projects, undergraduate research, internships, service learning, capstone courses, the whole list of these things that are proven to have better outcomes. So if we just shifted a step to the side and said, 
we're not going to ask you how much money you've got necessarily, or if we do, we're going to at least then pursue the next step, which is how are you spending the money? And um, it's not whether there's internships available, because every university has that, but, but what percentage of your students actually get the benefit of an internship? And what is the internship like? And is there an opportunity for the students to reflect on what they've learned and really internalize something? You know, experience isn't a great teacher. Reflecting on the experiences we have are or is a great teacher. Um, so that would be one step better. But, Steve, we could do even better than that. Um, we're the masters of assessment. I mean, that's what we do. We, nobody should be able to do this better than us. Um, if we shifted another step towards the goal, that would take us right into actually assessing whether the students are learning. You know, we would ask those questions. Uh, the first semester the freshmen show up, we would be asking them um, to take um, a writing test and see how good they are. We'd ask them to take a quantitative literacy class. We would ask them to, to show us uh, something about reading comprehension. We'd, we'd just do all these kinds of things. And, and then uh, on graduation, we'd ask them all the same questions. And we'd test the delta. We'd see how much change there's been. That's what we should be doing. So it's not just resource availability, but also resource allocation and use and what the outcomes from those resources are. Is that what you're saying? Right. It's, it's the resources we have, how we're employing them, and what the outcomes are. But sometimes I even wonder if we should be asking the question about the resources, which is the only thing or the primary thing that these groups like U.S. News are asking. Uh, because this is America, after all. We, we, are the, we believe in... Uh, Cinderella stories, the underdog. We, we believe that people can grow up in disadvantaged situations and succeed. And so why don't we apply that to the universities and colleges and say, you know what, it's possible that a university with a small endowment can actually do a better job than a university with a massive endowment because there's something about them. They've got grit. They've got a tradition. They've got uh, faculty that really care, that are focused on learning outcomes, that that are exploring this thing. They're being creative. I, I think that um, assessing this at all based on the amount of money we have is completely flawed. We should be looking at improvement, uh, value added, how the students come out. If every student that comes uh, has a 36 ACT score and they all leave brilliant, then uh, maybe they learned. Maybe they already were smart and would have picked it up anyway. It seems to me like the proposal you're making here would result in rankings that would be much more useful to prospective students and their parents as they consider what ultimately is one of the largest expenditures that they'll make during their lifetime. Right. It's uh, what's, what's my return on investment? Are you going to help me become a better critical thinker or not? That's the question. You've been listening to Solutions for Higher Education, a podcast from Southern Utah University in Cedar City, Utah, with President Scott L. Wyatt. We'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Solutions for Higher Education. To subscribe to this podcast, please visit www.suu.edu forward slash President's Podcast where you will find both the audio and a written transcript 
of today's podcast. The original music for this podcast was composed by Jack Barton, a master's degree student in music technology at SUU. For more information about Southern Utah University, please visit www.suu.edu. Thank you.